Greg, Maya, and Betty are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They're just a bunch of nerds who enjoy talking about movies, shows, and current events. So sit back, grab a coffee, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of All Queued Up. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of All Queued Up, the review podcast tied to streaming streaming services like Disney Plus, Amazon Prime, uh, Netflix, uh, HBO Max. Um, I'm your host, Greg Dietz, and with me always is Maya Don Fisher and Betty Badger. How are you two doing this week? Um, I've had a hell of a week already, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm here. How about you, Mai? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, just uh, working on some things here, you know, some craft projects and playing D and D, and you know, nothing, uh, nothing terrible happening in the in my world, uh, as opposed to the world. <laughs> it's always something yeah. bad happening. Yeah, there's always something horrible happening. Uh, I'd like to say things like for me personally. Right. Things for me personally going really well. What were you going to say? I was going to say uh, uh, if uh, if anyone wants to relay this, a uh, Governor Greg Abbott, I hope that you uh, fucking die slow, painful death. Oh my, we're going there. Well, I mean, I don't. I'm not one to wish ill on people publicly, but yeah, that guy can die in a tire fire. Oh, I don't. I like. I agree with you. There are there are people that deserve it though. Straight up, I don't care. Like anger, straight anger towards. Yeah, me. at this point, my ability for empathy is severely lacking. So I just yeah. don't fuck you all. Is how I kind of feel at this point. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Did you see? And I know this isn't. I wasn't planning on bringing this up, but in the moment. Did you see the article yesterday, Betty, on WCYB about ballot health care? That's our regional uh, uh, health care provider. Uh, pretty much our only option. Yeah. They have, they're, they've gotten their capacity. Oh, yeah. And they've shown a letter uh, em- that they gave to employees, like a form that people were going to have to sign when they go in, saying, you know, this is how your treatment's going to be evaluated. If conditions don't improve, you're going to be evaluated on day two. You'll be evaluated on day five. If your conditions haven't improved, you know, they're going to prioritize. And like, if you don't have a bed, you're going to be turfed. Sounds like uh, a triaging. It's, it's really bad. And the people in the WCYB comments are like, well, it's Ballard's fault. How's it Ballard's fault? It's not. Anti mask. Anti mask, anti vax, goat fucking motherfuckers. Yeah, it's not Ballard's fault. And I don't like Ballard. But, you know, I'm sorry when the majority of people who are taking up these beds are people who have said, you know, my body, my choice, fuck your vaccine. Well, fuck you. Get the fuck out of my hospital if you don't believe in medicine. You don't get to cherry pick this shit, you know? I mean, exactly. there are people trying to undergo cancer treatments or, you know, who have or broken bones or something horrible is happening to them 
that is beyond their control and you're taking up space because you decided to not do something that could have totally prevented this to begin with. Yeah. We, we are being held back medically in this society because of dumb motherfuckers who don't want to understand how science works, refuse to understand how science works, and then weirdly fucking contradict themselves with trusting science, but then not trusting science. Yeah. It's you the know. weirdest shit. It's like, if you don't trust the vaccine to keep you safe and are taking fucking horse dewormer or weed killer because you think it's going to help, and then you have to go to the hospital because you're too fucking stupid to understand how things work. No, you don't get to go to the fucking hospital. Stay home and die. That's, I don't care. Yeah. At this point, that's yeah. where I'm at. You know, I'm like, yeah, that's this is natural selection at this point. You have every opportunity to advance your species and make life better for everyone. And you are being willfully ignorant to the point of putting everyone else's health in danger. You're not just dealing with yourself. You're dealing with everybody else. You don't get in a car and drive drunk and say, well, it's my body, my choice. Because, you know, there are other people on the fucking road. It's like, you know, I'm sorry, a mask. Fuck you. I ha I wear a mask to protect you, not to protect me, to protect you. Why can you not do the same for me? You know, and what it, is so if, hard about this? And on that note, if you're too fucking stupid to understand how the Bible works or you're listening to somebody else on how the on, on what the Bible says, you're fucking dumb as shit. First and foremost, there's a whole passage about how if you are sick, you wear a fucking mask straight up. A whole passage about wearing a fucking fabric over your face. Secondly, um, the Bible was translated to talk about homosexuality in 1940 to fit a fucking narrative. It's always been about pedophilia. Get that fucking shit out of here. Holy this shit. Turned also, in, this turned into the angry show this morning. <laughs> We all had to get something off our chest. Also, if you're praising a picture of the Jesus, you need to know this. It's either Michelangelo or Leonardo da Vinci's gay lover. That's who mm -hmm. you're staring at. That's who you're praising to. You dumb motherfuckers. Yeah. Same. Angry um, Greg is on the warpath. <laughs> angry Greg. He's so angry. Oh, dude, I'm just, I'm so fed up with the stupidity in this country. I'm just no, so fucking fed up. I, I mean, I'm severely lacking in empathy, and I'm just like, you know, last year they were drinking aquarium cleaner. Now they're taking horse dewormers, but yet calling us the idiots for getting vaccine. And, and, and then they're the ones in the hospital beds and, you know, then blaming healthcare providers and saying the federal government hasn't done enough. Um, sorry, we, the federal government, you know, gave out what was on hand last year. It's gone. There's nothing else. You know, uh, this shit was preventable yep. and it's frustrating. I'm like, I want to see an end to this pandemic. I was hoping by this time of the year that things would be under control, but it's going in the opposite direction. Again, it's trending in the wrong direction you're going to start seeing shit in the next couple of weeks start getting canceled more and more you watch yep. and oh yeah i mean baby's already sure. talked about you know them canceling things i guarantee you they're going to end up canceling rhythm and roots i mean ah, people uh, are already pulling out of that when, when performers are pulling out of it because of the lack of vaccinated and the unhealthy and unsafe practices that are uh, dominant in this area 
uh, you, it's not a good sign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't blame anybody for canceling shit right now. It's like, you know, people ask me, when am I going to open up? And I'm like, when people stop being stupid, because I'm sorry, my first priority is my child and my family's health. You know, yeah. that's, and right now y'all are too motherfucking stupid to act right when you enter a store or engage in, you know, any type of public communication. And I can't guarantee at this point that I'm not going to knock a bitch out. So, you know, it's best for everybody if I just stay home. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I have to go into stores and stuff like that. And I always see these videos of anti-maskers on, on uh, video that people are recording them or some of that effect. And I'm at the point, like these motherfuckers are lucky that they don't do it around me straight up. Oh yeah. Well, you know, I think for me personally, my Karen haircut protects me in a lot of ways. As long as I keep my mouth shut, <laughs> nobody <laughs> says anything to me, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so I, yeah, cause I do, I have the, the typical Karen look. I, I'm not going to lie about it. I'm not going to pretend it, you know, I use it to my advantage. I don't act like a Karen in the wild, but again, it's camouflage. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's, Let's go ahead and move on to happier stuff-ish. Yeah, if anybody's still here. Ish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so uh, uh, briefly, before we talk about the shows that we're going to review, I did want to bring up something that Maya and I watched um, that I do recommend. I don't know how much Maya recommends it, but real, real briefly, uh, the uh, Bob Ross documentary on Netflix. Um, Happy Accidents and Betrayals. Yeah. Poor Bob Ross. Uh, oh, yeah. did you watch that, Betty? I have not watched it, but I do know Bob Ross's story pretty well. I grew See, up I never on heard Bob this. Ross. I never yeah, heard this. Dude story. had a fucked up life, man, and how he ended up painting happy trees is crazy. <laughs> oh, it's... no, this doesn't go into anything, any aspects like of his life prior to his career. His oh career. really? That's no. surprising. This it is, does this very is... briefly, very very briefly, but yeah, not not to any in depth. <clears throat> because all of that pales in comparison to the oh the to... shit they put him through on the show. Yeah, yeah, it's like it, 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 motherfucker had to perm his hair for the rest of his fucking life because it was iconic. And yeah, I love Bob Ross. I have a little Bob Ross that I have on my car. Um, I've got a Buddy Jesus and a Bob Ross bobblehead next to each other. <laughs> and I've got, they, a, I've got a Buddy Christ, uh, yeah, from Dogma. that's what I've got, and uh, they're you know glued onto my dash. <laughs> Those are my, my two buddies, but yeah, Bob Ross, they put that man through hell. I mean, well, it's not just it's not just what Bob Ross went through because, uh, according no, to his son, he was he was st- he still loved. Uh, meeting people even if he had to keep the perm because he you know he he even made a joke about it in his life where he said uh um, i have to go tighten the the springs um but what what he hated was the people he made business deals with the 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 couple um yeah that's what the story is mostly about um and how fucked over they made not only him but his but bob's family as well yeah um it's unbelievably fucked up and at that point it's like if you are a painter and you're buying bob ross paints stop straight up stop 
Yeah. Weber makes Weber makes oil paints that are the exact same that don't go to Bob Ross Inc. I yeah. don't know if it was Simon Whistler or one of the other YouTube channels I watch, but they did like a little, you know, thing top ten things you didn't know about Bob Ross or something like that. That's where I saw some of the information you're talking about. I don't buy Bob Ross products outside of the little Bob Ross that Jeff got me. That's the only thing I have of his. I have two things in my room. It's, it was the Chia Pet and, uh, and an air freshener just because I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, other than that, I don't I don't buy Bob Ross. But yeah, um, yeah, fuck those two people like the I can't remember their last name for the life of me. But uh, yeah, it's it, but it's a fascinating story. Also, like it's it's a really interesting um documentary so if you yeah, I've got it on my list to watch so Misty and I watched it last Thursday morning and she was crying at the end of it oh. don't tell me that I'm gonna cry now I'll say this without spoiling it I think Bob would, Bob would be really proud of his son regardless yes yes so um, all right. Anyway, moving on. So uh, what we're going to talk about today, everybody, is the movie that you can find on HBO Max Freaky starring Vince Vaughn and uh, the fourth episode of Marvel's What If. Uh, we're going to actually dive right into What If um, first, and then we'll get into Freaky. Uh, this episode of What If was titled uh, What If Stephen Strange Lost or What If What If Strange, instead of losing his hands, lost his heart or something to that effect. What if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? Okay, I had it backwards. Um, <laughs> uh, the general gist of the story is instead of uh, you know him him texting somebody and driving off the road and uh, damaging his hands to where he couldn't be a surgeon anymore, which caused him to seek the mystic arts. Um, what if Christine Palmer was in the car and she died? Um, and then we kind of go from there. Uh, so this might've been the saddest episode yet. Yeah. I was crying. It, it, was, it was brutal and it hit too close to home. Yeah. I don't doubt and, it. You know, we got up and we're watching it and it was just, he kept doing it over and over and over again. And I was like, how, how can he keep doing this without fracturing his mind? I mean, and that's exactly what the the uh, the ancient yeah. ones saw, you know. And like Maya said, she she has her reasons, I'm sure, why it hits too close to home. I have mine why it hits too close to home, you know. And it was I think, hard. You know, I think to an extent, if you're watching this and you're not feeling some kind of emotion and like a little bit of heartache from watching the scenes happen you're not human yeah I and like, i i think everybody did a really good job with the voice acting in this oh one. yeah i mean, it might have been the best episode voice acting wise so far i love cumber bunny i love him so much <laughs> uh i was also surprised that it that every single actor was from the movies yeah i was like oh wow everyone came back for this one yeah, and they did such a good job, you know. I mean, some of the other actors who've come in, they obviously need a camera to be able to project things better. You know, yeah. voice acting is a a very unique talent, and just because you're an actor doesn't mean you're a good voice actor. 
but everybody in this one they did phenomenal this episode was just it was yeah, heart-wrenching i was gonna say benedict has had quite a bit of experience uh voice acting yeah um but i didn't think uh uh i can't remember the actress who plays christine palmer leslie bibb leslie what? bibb oh leslie bibb i thought was that, that was no that was christine everhart the the news anchor oh yeah yeah um yeah, just pulled the fucking idb greg just do that oh this was also the first time the watcher interacted which i was like okay you know that's very watcher i liked that i liked that i'm, I'm like still waiting for he, him to full-on get involved well like when he opened yeah, rachel hole, mcadams rachel mcadams thank you that's it when he opened the hole and the tentacles came out i was like oh it's like episode one <laughs> I yeah if that's the same creature <laughs> And then when he started like absorbing them, I was like, "No, stop! Don't do this." I mean, it, just the whole thing was cinematically very oh, well gorgeous. done. The story was very well done. How they uh, wove the the Watcher into it—I mean, it was so good. And yeah, I cried. I was very have you, teary. Have you guys noticed something about each episode? And that's the watchers becoming more and more of a presence. Like in the last episode of the Avengers one, um, he's in the, he's in the far distance backshot on multiple scenes. Mm -hmm. Whereas uh, in the, in the first episode, he's almost non-existent. And then in the second episode, um, he's just in the very opening shot with the planets. But other than that, like he wasn't really a big thing. And like, he's just becoming more and more of a, of a presence. And I love that. But the fact that he doesn't interfere, I think, is excellent. You know, it's like, why don't you stop this? I, I can't stop this. I'm not a god. You know, I love yeah. that part, you know, because that's he is just a watcher. He is not god. He is not here to make things better for you. You know, he's just the watcher. Yep. Oh, God. And then that that. Uh, we were talking about the the visuals of the episode. Like this is another episode that benefits from it being animated. Yes, I feel especially the um, the sequence where Strange has gone to the library and he is combating and absorbing these mystical entities. Yeah, and how the time is progressing, how he has frozen himself in time, but centuries are progressing outside. Uh, while he's doing this, yeah, uh, that was well done. I yeah, <clears throat> fucking. That's I think that's the craziest part about this episode is that it's easily the most like heart wrenching, saddest episode so far, but also the most gorgeous episode so far. Yeah, and uh, well, I think it's a story that you know a lot of people could identify with because we've all lost somebody. We've yeah. all, you know, done the what if we had made this decision or that decision, would it have changed the outcome of this or that? And, you know, certain things are fixed points. Certain things can't be, you know, once something's done, it can't be undone, no, no matter how much we wish it. And I think that is going to touch a lot of people who watch this episode because they're going to understand that feeling. I've seen a, a lot of people's reaction to it so far, and it's just like one of my favorite 
not favorite. One of the things I see quite often that I always find very fascinating is that I don't, and maybe it's just because of my years and years of getting attached to characters that get killed off or something to that effect that I just don't do it anymore. But um, people getting like really, really attached to these, these characters and uh, and when something like this happens to them, they immediately are just like super upset. And um, last week, and then this week, and even in I think, what episode was it? The first episode, or was it a? It was something else. But um, it's whenever like they have to watch the the scene of Vision dying or. Uh, last week, watching all the Avengers die, um, it like really fucking upsets them, like hardcore. There's a few people that hate this show because of the last two episodes, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sorry, like shit, like. Well, this is what if I mean again, things. This is the universe. This is life. Not everything is wrapped up neatly with a bow, uh, you know. And nothing. I mean, stories are more interesting when they're not. You know, Absolutely, and if you want everything wrapped up with a bow, go read some fucking Dr. Seuss. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what level you're on. You, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I get attached to characters, but I am a very emotional person, and I cry very easily. I, I'm very empathetic for the most part. I'm not so empathetic to some people right now, in real life <laughs> but you know I, it's like i rewatched um oh brother where art thou the other day it's one of my favorite movies i still cry when i watch it i still cry when i watch fried green tomatoes i was crying this morning watching what if you know i was crying when i read the news about texas <laughs> I just, i'm a very highly emotionally charged person but i don't take it personally I just that, feel yeah. the emotion, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like I, I, for example, um, the, the last movie that I can remember actually crying at was, uh, uh, in the Heights. Um, and it wasn't because a character that I liked died. It was because a character I liked was going through some fucking pain. Um, if you haven't seen it, I don't want to spoil it, but there's a scene that's 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 pretty fucking sad, and and it's not again, it's not because a character like when it when a character I like is going through some shit, that's when it gets me. I think. Well, it's like, have well, you, you ever know, seen This like, Is Us? Have you ever I, seen that show? I have not, but that's that is a, a show where every episode I have fucking bawled like a baby at least once, at least once every uh, fucking episode. <laughs> This was a few years ago. Um, I went to uh, my buddy's house for like, it was, it was an event. I want to say Super Bowl, but I could be wrong about that. It might have been Super Bowl. Um, but uh, the the newest episode of This Is Us came out. And so I'm sitting on the couch. I had never watched an episode. Still haven't to this day. And he goes, fuck you, Greg. Megan and I are watching the new episode of, of This Is Us. And so I was like, all right, fine. I'll just sit over here and play on my Switch. No big deal. And so I'm playing on my Switch, and I and I, I'm not paying attention to the episode, but I hear, oh like yeah, that, and I look over, and both him and Megan are just fucking bawling. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That it is that kind of show. I mean, you will cry at least once every episode. 
if you're a highly emotional person, it, just keep the tissues right there on hand. <laughs> it's it's a necessity because I mean that shows had me crying five minutes in, you know. So, a weird weird thing about me, uh, I will start to tear up really bad if um, if my emotions do run high, regardless. So if I'm really really happy with something. Uh, I'll start to like tear up. Oh yeah. I mean, again, I I've told people before I cry at everything. And I mean, not just because I'm sad. I cry because I'm happy. I'll cry because I'm angry and do not mistake my tears for, you know, weakness. Cause I could be crying my eyes out and still want to kill you. You know, it means I'm angry and I'm very highly charged at the moment. And this is the only way for me to get this out without strangling you, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, I remember, I still to this day, remember going to, uh, uh, going to see uh, the Muppets movie with my nephews. And um, towards the end of the movie, I'm like, I'm in the seat tearing up and, and whatnot. And they were both very confused. They're like, "Are you sad, Uncle Greg?" I was like, "No, I'm not sad. I'm actually really happy because that movie's great. The 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 um the one with uh, Jason Siegel, yeah, is fucking fantastic. The sequel sucks, but that's besides the point. They were indoctrinating our children, Greg. <laughs> uh, but um, it's better than the puppet show last night on D and D. Oh my god, that was Megan's <laughs> soundtrack shit story. <laughs> that was so good. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know what it was about this specific episode, but I, I didn't. I guess because I know it's not canon, it didn't, it didn't hit me like it hit you. Is all I was getting at. That was that the long way around is that that point. But. Um, I get it hitting people. Like, I totally understand it. I mean, you you have to watch him suffer through her death, like, multiple fucking times. Yeah, no matter what he did, it didn't change, because it was a fixed point that she this was going to happen. And it was so heartbreaking. Yeah, that was. I mean, just absolutely heartbreaking. And you understand what he's going through. You understand what he's feeling. You know, if, if you're a human and you've ever lost someone you love, you know what that feels like. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I think I looked over my dad and I was like, this is rough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, it was a very well done episode. And I think so far, this is probably my favorite one. Oh, it's, it's, oh, yeah. um, we yeah, can, we down. can, if you guys have any other uh, thoughts, we can, we can go into that. But, uh, but if not, we can go right into the scoring. Yeah, it's fine. Grading, I should say. Um, well, Betty, why don't you go and go first? Uh, I definitely give this one an A plus. I think it just the story was told very, very well. It was cinematically beautiful, and you know, it it's something that touches everybody. Should touch everybody. If it's not touching you, there's something wrong. You need to go talk with someone. <laughs> you know. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, hands down, I think it's the best episode so far. And, you know, we're only on episode four, so I'm looking forward to what they have to offer in the future. So definitely an A+. Who wants to go next? Maya? Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, it's definitely an A-plus episode. Um, 
it really it it was more than a tug at the heartstrings. It was a full on yank, uh, multiple times. Um, brutally powerful. Um, and you know it, it it hit pretty hard for me because I've been in that exact situation, and I know that feeling, and. If I had an eye of Agamotto, I would have used it. There's just no straight up denying that. I think a lot of people would say the same. Um, but seeing the fallout from all that and the endless attempts over and over, the failed attempts, was it was hard. It was hard to see. Um, but you know, absolutely wonderful, masterful storytelling done. Uh, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I give it an A plus. What about you, Greg? Uh, yeah, A plus. I, I mirror what you guys. I mean, I I don't mirror the uh, the the part where you're talking about where you you've been there in that regard. I I haven't myself personally. Um, maybe I'm lucky in that regard. I don't know. Uh, but I've never I've never had to suffer loss like that to that extent. Uh, and, but I understand it. I understand it deeply. And, uh, I think there's a level of, of going like, yeah, this Stephen Strange, like you understand exactly what he's doing and you empathize with it, even though you know it's wrong. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think that's what makes it even more powerful. Um, it's not, it's not just a, uh, Oh, Doctor Strange is being reckless and opens up the multiverse for Spider-Man. It's like uh, he's doing this because his heart is shattered. Yeah. And you know, I mean, you see that a lot. You know, you know that you see people who they're they they're just devastated, and you know that what they're doing isn't the right thing, but you understand why they're doing it. You know, yeah. because it hurts. I think that's what made, you know, Thanos a, a better villain in the MCU than he was in the comics because, you know, in the MCU, he's, he, he saw his entire race get a uh, get a, get erased and, and he's trying to prevent any other race having to suffer that. And uh, you go like, I get it. It's still wrong to commit genocide, but I get it. And, uh, you know, this, this was the same thing with him. This was exactly the same thing. It was, he 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 didn't end up just destroying a world. He destroyed the universe, mm -hmm. the entire universe. Um. So it was just it was it was it was a very well. And on top of that, on top of the story just being fucking dynamite, the animation was amazing. The 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 voice acting was fantastic. I mean, there was some stuff in this episode that I was like, oh wow, okay, this style of animation can really go full full bore with it if they want to. Oh yeah. Um. It was like this episode and the T'Challa episode. I was like you can get away with animation that you can't get away with in live action period. Um, even if it is mostly, you know, CGI and um, I'm, I'm, and the other thing is that this is what I, this is the kind of shit that I love with. What if this is exactly the kind of shit I love with. What if it just, you can have an extreme imagination with it, but here's the other thing. This episode was absolutely brutal and super fucking dark. What was the Spider-Man one they wrote that that Marvel said it was too far? 
Oh, wow. Did Good that? Lord. No idea. I need <laughs> to know that one now. Right? I'm like, y'all need to like put this on special reserve so people can watch it if they want to. Because <laughs> I, I think, totally uh, want to see this now. <laughs> I think next week will be a little bit more lighthearted as it's called um, Party Thor is the, is the subtitle to or the production mm -hmm. title to it. Um, uh, but uh, which we might need a little bit of a, of a dial back considering the last two are so rough, but, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm glad that we're all in agreement that this was by far the best episode so far. Uh, all right. Well, moving on. Um, Freaky on HBO max, which was in the theater for a brief time before it went to HBO max. Uh, let me double check that because I think it but came out during the pandemic. So, but was it in theaters during the pandemic? I don't know. I'm actually looking at the date. Yeah, right in the middle of the pandemic, October. 8, uh, to, oh no! Wow, November thirteenth. So I don't even know if it was in theaters. Maybe very, very few. Its box office return was uh, sixteen million, but it only cost six million to make, so I don't know. Which is very cheap for a movie. Uh, anyway, um, plot. Uh, take the, the take the concept of uh, Freaky Friday, or you know any other body swap style movie, um, and make it about uh, a serial killer instead. Uh, a so right off grown man serial killer who ends up switching bodies with a 17 year old girl yes yes so it and that girl is uh Catherine newton who's been in some other stuff i think she is a brilliant actress um she was in the all the tiny perfect things i think that's what it's called it's on amazon but she's really a good actress, and I think she definitely pulled off this serial killer vibe very well. Oh, yeah. Well, I do agree with you there. I, I was going to say that the, the thing about this movie that I didn't like, I want to get it out of the way, is it the first, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. It had yeah, a very it, slow start. I understand they were trying to do the, you know, this is the setup, but it didn't have to take that long. Yeah, it really didn't have to take that long. It's like it could know, also have been a little bit more interesting, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, it. There were some plot holes, absolutely. Sure. But it was cute. It it had the, it had plot holes just like uh, which I, I I maybe I'm reading too much into this, but it it had it its plot holes reminded me of uh, just like slasher movie plot holes to begin with. Yeah. I mean, but. I think Vince Vaughn was very adorable as a teenage girl. <laughs> <laughs> the kiss scene in the back seat cracked me the fuck up. That was yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty funny. There I was mean, one moment that actually, like, I I legitimately laughed out loud, but I don't remember what it was. Because <laughs> for the most part, I think that's that's an issue, a small issue I take with the movie is that I maybe laughed out loud twice, in general, but for the majority of the film, I was just kind of like, I was just enjoying it, you know? I should have got high first. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it a lot more because I was high when I watched it. So. That's fair. That's fair. 
What did I you watched, think of it? I didn't care for it very much. I, I mean, didn't think you would. Yeah, it's just not. I, I don't mind body swap movies like that. I mean, I enjoy a couple of them from the past. And I don't mind slasher movies. They're not my favorite thing. But together, it just didn't work for me. It just felt forced. Um, I, I, I got through it. I didn't hate it, but it just didn't land. Um, there, I thought there Vince are... Vaughn. I think I thought Vince Vaughn did a good job. You know, acting like a teenage girl. Oh yeah, I love that. I was gonna say that um, there are, uh, like, to me, this movie felt like it was it was trying to be an homage to do two different styles of films: body swap movies like Freaky Friday and uh-huh. then slasher movies like Jason uh-huh. uh, or Friday Thirteenth. And um, which, I mean, they literally reference both of those throughout the film. But the thing that I felt like I've seen better uh, when it comes to horror, horror comedy homages is something like Cabin in the Woods or Tucker and Dale versus Evil. I love I th- that movie. I think both of those kind of really nailed in the, um, you know, we're we're not making fun of of horror. We're not making fun of these styles, but we're just having fun. Whereas this felt like it was just taking the two genres and and just going with it. Um, it didn't it didn't feel like it gave a shit about either genre, outside of just utilizing it for a story. So yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, have Have either of you seen Happy Death Day? Not yet. I really want to. No, I've never heard of it. It is so good. And I feel like they were trying to try and capitalize in on that kind of market because Happy Death Day was not at all what I thought it was going to be. And I was so pleasantly surprised with that fucking movie. And it was great. It was fucking great. Um, For anyone who doesn't know, Happy Death Day is basically like horror movie version Groundhog's Day. Yes. It's fabulous. I I think that that's what they were trying to do as well by mixing like you know the body swap and the horror and it just it they didn't pull it off as well you know i mean there's so much more they could have done especially the fact that you know they're in two very different bodies than what they originally are in that's going to cause some issues that's going to cause some hilarity that they could have used in certain ways you know I mean, I'm sorry. If I wake up with a dick, my first thought is, what the hell is that? You know? <laughs> I mean, that's that just was, me. That was, a, that was a, I think, a, a, a joke that I liked. I don't think I laughed at it like out loud, but I definitely enjoyed it was the uh, she gets kicked in the balls for the first time. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, right. I have balls. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's actually pretty funny. And that or, oh, comes God. back, and that's how she uses that in the end. And she's like, yeah, well, I remember, you know, I've got, you've got balls. I've hit um, so many dudes with their balls with my purse when I was a teenager. And I didn't purse. mean to do know. it. I would bend over, like, to get in my locker, and I'd swing my purse back. And if my boyfriend was standing behind me, they'd always get knocked in the nuts. <laughs> I felt really bad about it. <laughs> Uh, one joke that I really enjoyed was, uh, maybe not a joke, but it was a gag, was um, Vince Vaughn doing the high school cheer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that feels like Jesus, that's good. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, 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 
there's another it's not a comedy horror comedy uh but it is an homage it has funny moments in, i don't know what to describe it as but it's um drag me to hell have you guys seen that one yeah no oh, i fucking love drag me to hell it's so good that was a good one see and um, I, I think you'd really like happy death day i think maya would even like happy death day this one was just you know this was freaky was like an attempt to try and cash in on that kind of success and they could have done better yeah oh yeah yeah that, like again i think what makes films like tucker and dale versus evil or a cabin in the woods or drag me to hell so good is that you can you get this sense of love of the genre um i didn't get that from this at all um like the first two scary movie movies that the wayne's brothers did it felt like they they loved those movies that they were parodying and then once they moved away and it got to the other scary movies it it dragged itself away from that it was just like how many jokes can we add into this per minute and unfortunately freaky kind of just feels that way like it's like they were just trying to kind of cash in on like you said betty the the the, the popularity of happy death day or that style of filmmaking but yeah mixing the two genres like that together that's what they were trying to cash in on and they just it, it didn't it fell a little flat i mean again it wasn't a bad movie i wouldn't say oh god don't watch this movie right. but you know i would definitely say get a little high before you watch this movie you'll enjoy <laughs> it more <laughs> yeah i think um uh you know it's 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 on hbo max and if you have if you have the service and you're looking for a fun light horror movie to watch definitely this one is the choose um if you haven't seen the other ones we've listed i think if you haven't seen tucker and dale versus evil or cabin in the woods do that first uh tucker and dale versus evil is usually one of the best movies of all time um uh but uh yeah i mean i i, I agree with betty it's it's not a bad film. Am I ever going to watch it again? No. Nope. But yeah, that was it. probably the only time I'll ever watch it. Yeah. But I'm, I'm with you. I didn't hate it. It just felt forced uh, in places. Um, and some of the jokes were, were decent. A lot of them didn't land. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't Sorry. have a terrible amount to say about it. Uh, key takeaway is here. I didn't hate it. <laughs> yeah. It had its moments. It had its moments. I, I think my biggest thing is, um, you know, the setup, like you said, it took a long time to get to the point to where they switched it up. Uh, that entire kids, setup, by the way, felt that was the most forced. Like, oh, uh -huh. he conveniently finds the dagger. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, her her two friends were amusing enough. I didn't find them to be too overly uh, obnoxious. Uh, too, yeah, exactly. Too obnoxious. Just obnoxious enough. <clears throat> but um, i mean it's okay it's yeah. okay i mean again you know if you're gonna watch it have a couple glasses of wine a couple beers have a joint or something you'll enjoy it more it, yeah. it, it 
definitely is one of those movies that I'm probably not going to watch it again because there's a plethora of other movies that if I have to rewatch something, I'd choose something else. Yeah, I 100% agree with you on there. I I, uh, I have too much on my plate as it is, and had you not suggested this last week, Betty, we I would I don't know if I would have ever watched it. Yeah, I was very curious to see how you guys felt about it because you know it. it I was like, okay, we'll see where because I know how I feel about it. It's not a bad movie. But it's not a great movie. So let's see how this goes with y'all. Because you guys tend to have very, you know, you're not exactly the same view as me all the time. So I was very curious what you guys were going to think of it. Now I know. And we're all kind of on the same page. I I mean, honestly, I'd probably give it a C plus, B minus. And that's being generous. I'm grading on a curve. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I was going to give it a B minus as well. Um, I think that it's it's fine. It's uh, I think it's more funny than it's not. Um, and, and one of the things I will say that I actually enjoyed about it was the, uh, um, like in, 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 uh, uh, the hot chick. Um, mm-hmm. the thing that I didn't like about that movie was it felt like Rob Schneider was forcing this, this gag too hard. But the thing I enjoyed about this is that, on occasion, on very few occasions that I feel like Vince Vaughn was trying to push it too hard. Because that, to me, in my mind, is the difference between girls and boys is, to an extent, um, uh, there's a sense of, like, normality that girls have, especially teenage girls, that that it's not it's not all girly and frilly and like, oh my god, nah, it's not like that all the fucking time. So why act that way the entire time if you're doing a body swap movie? And I thought Vince Vaughn did really well, or at least the writers did really well at making him slash her very um, normal in a way. Like, yes, you did have the scene where he's doing the cheer, um, but it, it felt correct in the, in the context. Uh, there's the scene in the back of the cop car that I personally felt was a little too forced. Yeah. Not the cop car. Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah, you're right. Not the, not the backseat of the car. My bad. It was at the. <clears throat> yeah that 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 was a little. Uh, it's like, huh? Yeah, I don't see that happening. Or the the gag that I thought was just it was just too easy. It was low hanging fruit. Was when uh, she wakes up in his body in his like death dome or whatever the fuck you want to call it, and the fucking random crackhead shows up. I was like, what was the point of that joke? That was that that didn't go anywhere, and you made the whole crackheads will suck dick for joke. Like it's I'll suck your dick. Yeah, that one was that wasn't funny either. And at that point, I was almost ready to tune out, but I kept going. It's just and, it's know. such a it's such a tired fucking trope. Like it's not like I know that it was for a single gag for this movie, which is which makes it marginally better. But like you can see my face if you're watching the YouTube channel. This uh-huh. is my face during that scene. Did you happen to think that maybe it was an actual crackhead who just walked on set? No, that's. <laughs> I I'm sorry. I we had our own um, method encounter in the past week uh, at the office. Matt had parked his car next to the building next to where our office is at. 
and he went outside to smoke a cigarette and there's feet sticking out of his car window and there's a fucking meth head and his meth head girlfriend trying to steal out of Matt's car. And so Matt ends up punching the dude in the face and telling him to get the fuck out of there and leave. And yeah, that was a fun experience. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like going into downtown Sacramento, I have, I have had my experiences of run-ins with crackheads as well. And I can tell you that them begging for money or drugs to the point that they will say, I'll suck your dick is not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, however, for the sake of a comedy, it's just a tired gag. It just is. And um, I think that's my issue with it is that it's, I'm sorry. It's, dick jokes will never be old to me. I will always laugh at a good dick joke because dicks are funny. That's the thing. A good one. This <laughs> a good one. Yeah, exactly. This like, wasn't a good one. No. It was because it's low-hanging fruit. And it's it's not offensive by any stretch of the imagination, but it's definitely, it's just not funny. It's just straight up not funny. It's, it's. And like I, I think said, that's I'm, another part thing about the movie too that didn't work is it was kind of disjointed you know, and how bit. it, how it all played out. I mean, you know, it's just, it felt a little too disjointed to me. And, you know, I don't know if they filmed it while we were quarantining at the beginning or when they filmed it. I think it was all but, filmed in 2019. Yeah. So they did this before quarantine. I, I mean, I, there were certain scenes with a lot of, you know, extras and then, there were certain scenes when I felt like there should have been extras and there was nobody around. I'm like, this is not reality. (laughs) (laughs) Also, in what, in what country, what universe do high school football teams play on Thursday nights when it's homecoming week? Was it Thursday night? I didn't pick up. on. Yes. Yes. Because it was after the, after the game. When they did the body swap, yeah, you well, wouldn't yeah, do that, that on a Thursday. I didn't. I didn't pick up that it was Thursday as all. Well. That's all I was getting at. Yeah, but uh, I guess because they it had was Friday to... the thirteenth when she woke up. Mm-hmm. That's right. You are correct. And, and they had to do that so they could do the school that. scenes, and you know, because if it was a Saturday, there would have been nobody in the school for her to fucking kill and go look hot to. So. Yeah. I did not. I. I just. I. I think that's because I wasn't paying that close attention to those specific like aspects. I was just like, I was waiting for how um, the body swap was going to happen and whatnot. So this is def- and they didn't. I don't feel like they explained the body swapping thing enough either. What the hell was going on there? What kind of magic? You know. I mean, I don't feel like that was fully explained. It wasn't. That's. It but wasn't. that's that's also one of those things that I argue. I would argue that it doesn't inherently matter it it did a little bit though because i mean you know it it, you got this ancient dagger i'm like well why does it do this you know i mean obviously i'm i'm very curious as to how it got where it got and you know again there's a lot of backstory i felt they could have filled in instead of spending that 20 minutes showing that you know little girls living in a dysfunctional family with a dead dad yeah, I mean, oh, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Like they could have utilized that aspect to um, round out that 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 the opening of the movie a little bit better. Um, I think my only argument is in the regards of like 
the plot of the body swap and them trying to get it back to normal using the this magical dagger uh it's it's to me not one of those things that's inherently important to the plot is all um i get where you're coming from though wanting to know it and all that jazz i totally get that uh and and it definitely would have probably made the intro better um and i didn't think that the intro like the the prologue I'm going to call it with him in the house, killing the, the, those teens, the rich teenagers. Yeah. Where he got the dagger. I thought that was actually kind of entertaining. Yeah. Except for, you know, again, there was a big point of, you know, you really had to have suspension of disbelief for certain parts of this movie, like where she hid in the secret closet door and he walks away and she comes out. I'm like, bitch, uh, uh, I would not become, yeah, (laughs) I'm not leaving until my mom and dad come home. And if I hear gunshots, I'm waiting for the motherfucking cops. Okay. It's just, no, why did she come right out? That's not realistic. And it bugged the hell out of me. That's like girl code one Oh one. You stay the fuck hidden. Okay. (laughs) I think that was another aspect that, uh, I think they were trying to make an homage to slasher films by having the the character do make a stupid mistake. Well, at that point, she should have just gone and hid in a bathroom with a shower curtain. That would have been, you know, because that was a monumentally stupid mistake. And you that's know? and that's exactly like I think where the movie feels a little disjointed is mm-hmm. is why why did this character make a classic horror movie mistake where no other character in this movie was doing that? And they're all the same age. Yeah. And also, you know, there were two murders that happened in the school that you never see any resolution to. You don't, <laughs> that's right. Cause nobody cares. Oh, well, I mean, Alan Ruck played a great asshole shop oh, teacher. Did fuck he not? Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, that was great. It was just also, so out of character for him to see him play such a dick like that. Yeah, I do want to. I, I do want to praise this movie in one aspect. Um, well done on the gore, mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Well done. Uh, the fucking the three the three uh, um, jocks that were d- dismembered. I was like, holy shit! All right, cool, done and done. <laughs> well, I mean, hell, Alan Rutt's character total yeah. body bisection by a table saw. Yeah, that was good. Very good again. It, I mean, if they had some good stuff and they just could have done a lot more to make it better, you know? yeah, I agree, or done it slightly differently, yeah, just something it it, it needs know, a little polishing, yeah. I, I was like, I know that I can be a bit of a snob when it comes to comedy, but I gotta tell you, like, no. it always it always bothers <laughs> shush, it always bothers me when uh, when movies that I know are written by people who have great comedic talent and it's just like, Oh, they grabbed the low hanging fruit on that one. Like, it's just disappointing. So I think that's where like certain, certain parts of it for me were just didn't land, but anyway, we should, we should, I think Betty and I have given it a grade, but uh, we should give our final thoughts in a grade. Cause I got stuff to do today. Y'all. Um, right, I'll, I'll I'll go ahead. Uh, let me give it a C minus. It wasn't. It was j- a little below average. Uh, wasn't that's a grade. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot. Well, we've watched a lot worse uh, for oh, this God, yeah. for this podcast. Um, 
you know, it, it wasn't anything I was, it didn't get me excited or anything like that. There were a couple of cool moments, but it just, for the most part, you know, it was disjointed. It didn't land well. Um, there were some good things about it. I mean, there's some good ingredients there. It's just, they pulled it out of the oven a little too early. Yeah. Yeah. What do um, you guys think? I was, I was, I was gonna say Betty and I, uh, I, I, I gave it a B minus. I thought. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I missed that. I'm sorry. Sorry. Right. Uh, just to, just to clarify my points. Like I thought that for the most part, it was entertaining. I enjoyed what, what it, what it gave to me. Um, but I do think that, uh, I thought it's, uh, some of the, some of the jokes were just too easy. Um, and I think maybe that they took too, too, uh, they, they wrote the script too quick. I think somebody had an idea, they passed it off to a couple screenwriters and that's the problem with this movie. Um, I don't think it had like a solid direct vision because if it did, you'd feel the love of the genre. Whereas this was not that, but yeah, yeah. And again, I'd give it a B minus C plus somewhere in that range. And, you know, take into account that I was in an altered state of mind. So, you know, I I feel like I'm being a little generous and, you know, it's they could have done better. I I love the main actress, though, Catherine Newton. The stuff I've seen her in, I think she's a great actress and she's young and I can't wait to see what other things she's going to do in the future, because I think she has a lot of potential. She's going to be in the Ant-Man and the Wasp. She's playing Cassie Lang now. Oh, sweet. She's playing Scott Lang's daughter. That's rad. I didn't know that. In the new Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Yep. She's a great actress. I mean, she's she's really got a lot of potential, so I, I look forward to seeing it. Dope. Um, yeah, I had no idea. All right, well, let's go ahead and wrap this puppy up. Um, uh, if you didn't pick up on it, we're watching What If Episode 5 tomorrow, or not tomorrow, next week, hmm. which, I, again, I, I, I'm pretty sure it's the Party Thor episode. Don't know what it's going to be about, but I'm, I'm hoping it's a lot more entertaining and, and uh, not, sorry, let me rephrase that. Lighthearted. It's a lot, lot more lighthearted. Need a little bit of a break from the sour and dour. Uh, personally. Um but yeah, uh, if we ha- if we add anything that we want that we're going to review, if, if one of us is like, "Hey, Saturday, here's this movie. Do we want to watch it?" and we all agree, we'll let you know on the social medias, which you can find all the links down below. Um, also, head to the YouTube channel. Uh, that's where we're going to have our our uh, personal reviews if we if we upload something like that or the video of this podcast. Um, and and uh, what I'm hoping to do here very soon, if you go to uh, we, we built one for the show personally, but it wasn't getting as, as much traction and I already have a lot of views. So go to twitch.tv slash chub rock geek because um, starting very soon uh, this month in September, we're going to start going back to streaming some Jackbox uh, since the new Jackbox party pack eight is coming out uh, probably in October. So we kind of want to get the ball rolling on that. Um, and I want to upload the uh, VODs from that onto the YouTube channel. So, um, yeah, go go subscribe to twitch.tv slash Geek and the uh, and, and uh, YouTube, the YouTube page, which is 
all queued up podcast. Um, the dogs are very excited about the yes. box stream, so I'm glad to hear that. Uh, yeah, we're also hoping uh, for the for the Jackbox streams to get um, our uh, D and D buddies, the people that we've been doing the D and D campaign with. We want to get them in on it, which I think would be a lot of fucking fun. A lot of fun. Well, so. not really buddies, is family. <laughs> well, they're buddies to me. Okay, yeah, I yeah. got a piece out. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. All right. Peace, love, um, Polly Pops. I <laughs> hope everything's okay. Ooh, all right. Well, uh, yeah, I don't remember her outro, um, but if you go to last week, you can follow Betty Badger on just about every social media site. I think. I think she's on I, Facebook, Facebook, and Twitter. She's Rumbo Brat Betty. Uh, but yeah, if you want to follow me on social media, you can do so. I'm on Facebook under my name, Maya Dawn Fisher. Uh, it's a public profile. So if you want to follow me on Instagram or Twitter, which I'm trying to be more active on, and I'm not great at it, uh, but I, I have a presence. Uh, those are publicly linked uh, to my Facebook profile. As for other shows you can catch me on, I'm on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel on two shows. One every other Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on Figabangin. It's a live action figure review podcast where we look at new transformers and you know make juvenile jokes it's kind of fun <laughs> fetch your thing check it out if it's not check it out anyway give it a chance participate in the live chat we enjoy that uh but friday nights every friday night at 9 p.m eastern on nerd life syndicate where we get together and talk about the latest in uh the pop culture and entertainment uh world uh Varying from movies, TV shows, comics, toys. Uh, we're all over the place, and it's a lot of fun. Video games, too. Uh, not as much. But, you know, we, we we enjoy it. We have a good time. We love interacting with our chat, and our chat's been growing. Uh, live audience has been growing here recently, and it's been a lot of fun. So we really appreciate that. Definitely check that out. Uh because I think there's a lot more crossover between this audience's, uh, this podcast audience and Nerd Life Syndicate uh, yeah. podcast audience because of the similarity in the topics that we discuss. Yeah. But yeah, that's everywhere where you can find me. What about you, Greg? Uh, you can follow me on all social medias under Chub Rock Geek. Um, Anthony and I are going to be doing more stuff with the uh, with Mission Start. We actually want we are actually going to record an, uh, a podcast this last Saturday. And we both completely forgot. Just, just oh, wow. full on forgot. I have been dealing with a lot over here and scatterbrained like a motherfucker. So it makes sense that I forgot. But um, hopefully we can record one soon. But I'm definitely going to finish Psychonauts 2 and do a full on video review. So hopefully he can have that edited and up on the site or the YouTube channel soon. So if you want to go, if you, if you enjoy video game stuff, uh, go check out Mission Star Podcast on uh, your favorite podcast site. And uh, Mission Start Tubes on YouTube. Uh, but that's about it for me. Uh, like I said again, folks, uh, episode five of What If. And then uh, if we add something, you'll know on the socials. But um, that's going to do it for us. As Betty said earlier, he's loving Polly Pops. Take care, everybody. <laughs>